Welcome to Sounds from the Shelves. Today, we're talking about Pride Month. Yes! In the spirit of Pride Month, we thought we as hosts should probably remind you of what our pronouns are. It's not always what you would expect. Um, So I, Mika, am she, her. I'm Sarah. I use they, them pronouns. I'm Lee, and I use she, her. Awesome. So for our read this segment today, we are joined by our friends and co-workers, Tammy Austin and Cynthia Hinckley. Would you guys like to do a quick introduction? Sure. My name is Cynthia Hinckley. Pronouns are she and her. I am a children's librarian currently at the Magna Library. Been a librarian for about 15 years. Super excited about Pride Month. Happy Pride! My name is Tammy Austin. My pronouns are she, her. I've uh, done youth services librarianship for about 10 years, and now I'm doing outreach, and I'm in the jail library. And you may recognize Tammy. She was on the podcast, I don't remember how long ago, to talk about story time at home. (laughs) So yeah, so they've got some great book recommendations for us. All right. So being Pride Month, I wanted to talk about some books that are um, specifically for people, folks, kiddos who are not quite on the gender binary, more on the spectrum. So the first one I wanted to talk about is a book called My Own Way. It's by Joanna Estrella. It's um, basically a bunch of cartoon drawings. It's a poem that goes with it. Um, My favorite line from that was, boy or girl, none or both, it's your heart that matters most. Just a little book. It's a cute one, right? Yeah. Um, there's the, the next one was called True You, A Gender Journey by Gwen Agna and Shelley Rotner. This book is photos of kiddos and then sort of a quote or a story about each of them. One of my favorite lines is things like, they thought I was a boy, but they were wrong. I was a girl, and I know that because I feel like a girl. There are pages that say, they thought I was a boy when I was born, and they were right. Um, there are some about... Sometimes I feel like a boy. Sometimes I feel like a girl. Sometimes I feel like neither. Um, I'm a boy, but I like to wear pink dresses. Anyway, really cool, sweet pictures. The other picture book I want to talk about is called Ho'onani the Hula Warrior, about a young person in Hawaii. It's based on a true story who didn't feel quite like Kane, which is boy, or Wahine, which is girl. And they found out about a school performance, a traditional Kane school hula performance. They really wanted to be a part of that, but didn't feel like they fit in either place. And it's sort of their story about becoming part of that dance troupe, which is very cool. All right, for the bigger kids, um, Sir Kelly and the Champions of Helston by Esme Smith is about a young person who wants to be a knight. Not allowed to because the whole kingdom thinks they're a girl, and girls can only learn magic and be pretty. Kelly's father is called back to the kingdom to train a crown prince in knighthood, and Kelly goes along. Kelly makes some new friends, and this little group of friends sets out to be recognized for who they are, kids who don't quite fit into the gender roles of the kingdom. And then there is some ancient war with dragons and witches, and they all have to fight the bad folk. Alice Austin Lived Here is by Alex Gino. Um, the author of the book, Melissa, that was originally released as George. Sam and TJ are both non-binary middle schoolers. They've been given the history assignment to research a historical figure from Staten Island. They're tired of learning about the D.C. 
SWM, which stands for Dead Cisgender Straight White Men. (laughs) (laughs) And so they go out to learn about someone else, and they discover the amazing life of Alice Austin. Alice Austin was a lesbian photographer, and they find out she once lived in Sam's apartment. They learn about her, they learn a lot about themselves, and they make connections and learn about the older generation of queer people who live in their community, and um, we are all reminded that queer people have always existed. And then the last book I have is called Different Kinds of Fruit. It's by Kyle Lukoff. Um, Annabelle goes to a private school, and she expects the sixth grade to be just like all the other grades until Bailey joins her class. Bailey has a cute smile, and Annabelle has her first crush. Turns out that sixth grade is going to be anything but the same. When the two friends start to spend more time together, Annabelle is surprised by her family's reaction. And then Annabelle's dad reveals a shocking secret. Annabelle begins to learn that labels she thought were fixed, like boy, girl, gay, straight, even fruit, and vegetables aren't so clear-cut after all. Uh, This is Tammy. So librarians say this all the time, but I think it's worth repeating. So we have books um, that act as windows and as mirrors. So window is like when you want to read a book and um, see somebody else, learn about somebody else, learn about something different. And maybe you read a book that would be considered a mirror when you want to see yourself, uh, which can be um, confirming to know that you are not alone. So uh, we're always trying to have all kinds of books in the library so everybody can choose what kind of reading experience they want to have. So if you already know that, great. It's always a good refresher. So I just have a few books. The first few are kind of geared towards teens, but teen books are good for adults as well. Um, My first book is called Symptoms of Being Human by Jeff Garvin. It's a little bit older. It was published in 2016, and um, it is about gender fluidity. So the first thing you're going to want to know about me is am I a boy or am I a girl? Riley is many things, punk rock, snarky, rebellious, and gender fluid. Some days, Riley identifies as a boy and others as a girl. This book is fantastic. This is a great one for a window or a mirror. So I highly recommend it. Uh, Book number two is called Project Not, and it, it was published in 2022, so much newer, and it's a graphic novel. So a graphic novel is sort of like um, a comic, like if you like Superman, but it's a whole story in one, so from start to finish. And this is set in the future. So Rin's last memory is in the year 1996, and then he wakes up in the year 2122. And there's this huge company that wants people to learn about history by taking people from the past, transporting them into the future so that you can, like, interview them in person. Ren is the main character. His life is practically ancient history from the 1990s. And he finds himself forming a crush on his student guide named Mars. So graphic novels are always great fun. That one sounds amazing. Okay, I've yeah. heard it has had yeah. great reviews. Yeah. Great reviews. I'm a little hurt, though, that it's calling the 1990s I into history. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to just skip over that. Um. <laughs> yes, so a whole story within a graphic novel. So it has lots of things. I really like that. Lots of books I find for um, kind of geared towards queer folk are nonfiction, which is great. I mean, we like nonfiction, too. So the one I found is called The Pride Guide. A Guide to Sexual and Social Health for LGBTQ Youth. It was published in 2018. I like how it's geared towards teens 
and parents and educators. So, I mean, for anybody that wants to be supportive and helpful or needs information for themselves particularly. So I think that is fantastic as well. Alrighty, so those are geared specifically towards teens, but again, for grown-ups as well. All right, three books for grown-ups. The first one, okay, I have it at home. It's next to read. It's called Upright Women Wanted. Have any of you read it yet? Okay, all right. So it was published in 2020. And are you ready? It's for a traveling band of lesbian librarians in the Wild West. That's everything I want. Right there. (laughs) Right? Like, I think it sounds fantastic. Okay, so... The Future American Southwest, so it's sort of like the Wild West in the future, is full of bandits, fascists, and queer librarian spies on horsebacks trying to do the right thing. I'm so excited. And so the little um, like tagline for it is, are you a coward or are you a librarian? <laughs> That's always the question. Okay. <laughs> That's a great one. So I'm super excited about that one. And I learned that one at our genre study where they did Westerns last week. So there's sort of a whole new trend of Westerns coming out that are more progressive than like the old stuff. So if you like the old stuff, okay, but I like the progressive is good. Uh, Nonfiction for adults. It's she, he, they, me for the sisters, misters, and binary resistors. I love rhyming. Mm -hmm. It was published in 2019, and it's a choose-your-own-adventure to explore gender. All right. Do you guys remember those choose-your-own-adventure, like go to page two or go to page 10? Okay. So it gives you a little chapter, and then, I mean, you can read the whole book. Like, I'm going to read the whole book. But, okay. Gender is a, you know, a social construct, and different societies over time have defined it differently. So. Uh, For this one, at the end of the chapter, it says, your primary caregiver is a woman, go to 34. Your primary caregiver is a man, go to 35. Your primary caregiver is a group of people, go to 26. And so at the end of each little chapter, it has you go somewhere different depending on your experience. So that was great. Okay, my last book is called My Government Means to Kill Me. It was published in 2023, and I would classify it as gay historical fiction. So it is about a wealthy black family, and their son leaves his uh, family behind. He was raised in Indianapolis, and he went to New York with only a few dollars in his pocket. And once he gets there, uh, he really kind of comes into his own, finds out who he is. He volunteers at a home hospice for AIDS patients. So this is back in the 1980s. Again, not ancient history, but still some history. Um, He tries to navigate past traumas and searches for ways to maintain his family relationships and still be who he is. So it's a pretty fast-paced coming-of-age story that uh, is a good discussion about being a young gay black man in the mid-1980s. So I think that sounds great. And then publishing also has started publishing a lot of adult books where the the queer character is is just like a person. Like it's not like a thing. It's just part of the landscape, which is fantastic. I really enjoy books when I have that because that's the way life is. So there's a number of those little fires everywhere is like that. How not to drown in a glass of water. So it's just real, lots of real people. So those are my recommendations. Awesome. Yeah, my list just grows and grows and grows. <laughs> There's no end. Mm-hmm. True. It's the perils of being a librarian. 
Yes. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming and for those book recommendations. So our guest today is Kat Zimmerman. They are a librarian here at the Kearns branch of the library. Kat, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Hi. Um, as said, I'm Kat Zimmerman. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, I am our teen librarian here at the Kearns branch. I've been here for just over two years, and I absolutely have loved it and adored it. And, you know, librarianship fulfills my heart. So, you know, that that's me. <laughs> Happy little heart. <laughs> I love it. All right. So we're just going to jump right into our questions here. And I've probably rearranged them from the order that they were sent to Okay. Me. I'm ready. So Maybe. <laughs> we'll start with, <laughs> uh, what do you think everyone should know about Pride Month? Ooh, that is the first one on my list. Hey. hey I was panicking for a minute. Um, okay. So something uh, that I think is very important about Pride Month that everyone should know is that um, the LGBTQIA plus community has been fighting for decades um, for equality and that we are still facing discrimination both culturally and politically right this very moment. Um, so for me, I think it's a really important that Pride Month is a time for the LGBTQIA plus community to come together, to be loud and proud, um, to uplift and embrace all members and identities of our community, um, and you know, to have that safe space to do so. Um, and I think it's also a really good moment for us to pause and breathe um, because there is so much happening in the political world with, you know, what's happening with the transgender community and transgender care and things like that, where it's like things that are challenging our very existence and our very being. It's nice to have a moment to just take a breath and to celebrate each other and to celebrate all of our accomplishments that we've made because we've done so much fighting and we have made so much progress. Um, even though we still have a lot of hurdles to go over, like it's, it's a good moment for us to just be able to just enjoy being us um, and enjoy being part of this beautiful and wonderful community that just continues to amaze and <laughs> prevail, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that's my, that's my big thing. Yeah. Awesome. So for those that don't know, can you share a little bit about the history of Pride Month and why it came to be in June specifically? Yeah, yeah. Um, so Pride Month links all the way back to the Stonewall Riots, um, which occurred over several days um, in June of 1969. Um, actually, June 28th is kind of the first day it started, and then it kind of spanned for a few days. Um, and the riots began after police raided a popular um, LGBTQ IA plus bar. It was a gay bar back then, um, but I'm going to umbrella it. Um, and the bar was called the Stonewall Inn um, in lower Manhattan, New York City. Um, and this was kind of a common thing that was happening kind of in bigger cities where we had these gay bars and these safe spaces where police would come in and they'd be like, give us your money. We're going to arrest you. Like, not good. A lot of people got outed, um, you know, where we're going someplace safe and lo and behold, now it's not because the police are here. So this raid kind of was the one that broke the camel's back. Um, so there are three major activists, Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, and Stormy De La Verri. I believe I said that right. Um, they're uh, credited for inciting the riots um, and for leading that whole weekend of just saying, no, not okay, not cool. Um, and so the first Pride marches started the year after the riots. Um, so that very next year across multiple cities in the U.S., 
um, parades and celebrations started. Um, and it's just grown and grown and grown to where we are now. Um, in 1999, President Bill Clinton declared June would be um, as, as the anniversary of the Stonewall Riots every June in America is Gay and Lesbian Pride Month. And then in 2011, President Barack Obama expanded that to officially recognize Pride Month, including the entire LGBTQIA plus community. So that's kind of some of the history there. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And speaking of which, um, can you tell us what all the letters in LGBTQIA plus stand for? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is quite a mouthful. <laughs> it is. I, I was very, I was trying very hard to say it correctly because I get tongue tied. So Yeah, yeah, it, it is a lot. And I feel like it, all, it changes a little bit um, yeah, as does. we've, you know, kind of confirmed more identities, um, you know. More more terms have been added in. So, yeah, um, it is – okay, we're going for the long one. We'll go for the long one. Okay. All right. It's so a long one, um, LGBTQ2IA+. Um, so it is uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer slash questioning, uh, two-spirit, intersex, and asexual, plus everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the great thing is a lot of those terms are umbrellas for other terms within them. <laughs> yeah, 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 they really are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, who all can celebrate Pride Month? Is it only people that are LGBTQIA+, is it everybody? Um, so I think personally, I uh, can't speak for everyone, but um, for me personally, I think anyone is welcome to celebrate Pride. Um, while predominantly it is a time focused on the community uh, and our coming together and celebrating for us, it is also important to acknowledge our allies and to include our allies um, because without them, we would not have gotten to this point. It does take a whole village to get to equality, apparently. <laughs> um, so I, I do think it's important that we allow them into our space. But on that note, allies, my friends, um, you need to be respectful of our spaces mm -hmm. during this time. Um, there are many open events to the public, like the Pride Parades and the Pride Festival and things like that, um, that we would love to see you in. We would love to have you be a part of. Um, I guess I would. I would love to see you and I would love to, you to be a part of. I guess I shouldn't we it. Um, I'm not it's okay. I agree with you. So yeah. you can we it for okay. us. We for us. Um, <laughs> but it is important um, to know that there are spaces and events that are carved out specifically for the different identities and like sexualities and cultures. Um, you know, there's a lot of intersectionality. So, you know, it could be black and queer. You could be non-binary and transgender and asexual. There's a lot happening. You know, you can be multiple, all the things. So there are spaces and events that are going to be carved out for those identities and allies. I love you dearly, but you've got to respect that. That's mm -hmm. not a space for you. If it's not mm -hmm. something you identify with that you can say, yes, that's me, it maybe is not a space for you in that time when we have all of these other open, all blanket accepting events happening. Um, so uh, just knowing what spaces you're welcome in and what you're not in not a mean way at all, just in a <laughs> respectful way. Um, and if you don't know, just ask. Like, we're, we're more than willing to tell you. Like, the people who are putting on those events are more than willing to be like, hey, this might not be for you, but you could come to this event instead. So 
that's my mm-hmm. two cents there. <laughs> Just a little PSA. <laughs> yeah, anyone, ultimately. So kind of on that note, how can allies best support members of the community? Yeah. That's a very loaded question to ask another queer person. You don't speak for all queer people, I promise. <laughs> no. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is with your vote um, and your power of your voice um, when it comes to political situations. There are so many things that come up on the political front that we need to have representatives that are standing for equality and fighting for equality. Again, like I said earlier, it's like there, there's the power to change or destroy lives um, with what happens in the political field, um, you know, right now around gender affirming care. That's a really dangerous space that's happening where laws are getting passed, you know, that are banning care. Um, and so I think it's really important to get political. I hate like I know like it's like ah oh, politics, uh, but like I'm also like, you know, that's where the changes are going to be made. So um just with your vote, making sure you're you're voting for people who are supportive um, and lifting the LGBTQ community up and working towards equality. Um, but if that's like too political for people, um, you can also just be respectful <laughs> and be kind um, mm-hmm. to be a good ally. I mean, just respect someone's pronouns, respect their chosen name, you know. You don't have to step in where you're uncomfortable, but just doing small things like that can be just as much of a powerful act of allyship. Um, you know, if someone's misgendering someone, just saying, hey, that's that's not their gender. This is their gender. You know, that's not their name. This is their name. Um, super easy. And that's a good way to do it without um, getting too radical if that's not something that you're into. It's it's like the most basic, most respectful thing you can possibly do. <laughs> like, I see you. And there you are, you yeah. know, like yeah. acknowledging someone. That's all yeah. you got to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think adding on to that, too, like it's very easy for allies to educate themselves, like mm-hmm. read books by queer people. Yeah. Step out of your comfort zone and read something you might not mm-hmm. normally read. Like even as someone of the community, I'm always reading books by like identities that don't match mine. Mm-hmm. So I can mm-hmm. make sure like I know how other people feel and I'm practicing mm-hmm. empathy. It's very yes. also basic thing to do and like we've talked about there's so many good books out there Mm -hmm. for a variety of interests Mm -hmm. and same with like tv shows and movies and like music like support members of the community that way too or like Mm -hmm. local businesses stuff like that very easy yeah Yeah. and also if you're unsure of how to approach somebody reading a book is Mm -hmm. the best way to find your answers and that way it might make the conversation easier on both sides Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and like asking people their preference is never a bad thing. Like no. mm-hmm. every person you meet in the community is going to have a slightly different opinion on things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So just ask them what their preference is and then mm-hmm. follow that mm-hmm. because that's just it's just respect. It's just mm-hmm. acknowledging them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kat, is there any particular story or moment that you've had that you want to share about being queer in the library system? <sighs> <laughs> oh, is this, is this a heavy one? Sorry. No, no, it's actually, I yeah. am very, very blessed. Um, uh, and I, I don't use that term lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very lucky that I came into a branch that was very open and accepting. Um, that was something that I was very upfront about was my pronouns and like my wants and wishes of starting a GSA here at the branch. So it was like my if you could pitch a program, what would it be? And I was like, I want a GSA. And I'd had interviews where that clearly was maybe not the right answer. (laughs) 
No shade to those people, but um, for me, that was a very strong part of um, who I am and what I wanted to see represented in the branch that I worked in. And I got very lucky because there, there was no, there, there were no batting of eyes. It was just like, okay, cool, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We are here for it. And I was like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. Like, I was so prepared for this to not go well. Um, (laughs) um, And it did. Um, And I have worked with such an incredible team who has been so supportive. Um, They, you know, I have an incredible partner working at the Rainbow Mm -hmm. Alliance with me, Sarah, runs the Rainbow Alliance with me. Um, So I did get to start it. Um, We have wonderful kids who come in. Um, We have pronoun pins that the entire branch was on board with us making and then them wearing. Um, So it's been a really incredible experience, actually. Um, And so uh, just how warm and welcoming everyone's been and supportive has been absolutely incredible. Um, And I know that's not always the case. So I feel, like I said, lucky, feel very blessed. And I hope that I spread that and share that and pass that on and pay it forward because I do want to help continue that safe space um so fingers crossed that mm-hmm. i do successfully <laughs> you're not allowed to leave though we've talked about it you have to stay <laughs> so sorry yeah. <laughs> uh, unless arsenic dust gets us first yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you mentioned the rainbow alliance mm-hmm. do you want to talk to us about that and what it is yeah yeah so the rainbow alliance is our QSA, which is a queer straight alliance. Um, some people might be more familiar with like the older name, which is Gay Straight Alliance. Um, so it's adapted to be a little more inclusive with using the term queer. That kind of is an umbrella term adapted by the community to kind of get rid of the giant alphabet acronym that can be quite the mouthfuls as we've spoken about. So it's our queer straight alliance. We meet weekly. And it's a space for our kids. Um, it's designed for our teens and tween patrons, our adolescent patrons to come in and they get to come hang out. They get to make new friends and kind of build community with um, LGBTQ members. Um, they get to interact with queer adult role models, which I think is really important to say like, oh, this is someone who is queer and adult and they are living their best life. I would love to do that, too, and let them know that not every book has to end with tears and sadness. Not every life does. We are all here and we are all doing it. And then it's also a space where we educate them about um, the community and the culture and the history. So we have... You can kind of mention it, yeah. Okay, we have um, a little W corner that we talk about <laughs> um, where we kind of every week have a who, what, when, where, why. Um, so we kind of are like, oh, here's, you know, this historical person, here's that, or like this person in pop culture, um, this is how they identify, um, and just kind of try to educate them about what the culture and the community is like, because a lot of them don't know. Like, mind blown, I was like, this is Kristen Stewart. And they were like, who? <laughs> and I was like, Twilight? And they were like, like, what? And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the day one of them was like, wait, no, there's gay books in the library? And I was like, oh, boy, mm-hmm. we... We need to have a discussion. Yep, yep. So lots of education for them. Um, and they seem pretty receptive to it. Sometimes uh-huh. they're like, oh, we just want to do a craft and that's fine. Um, really, the goal is just to give them a space to learn and to be themselves, to have good role models. Um, and I think another big thing is we let them try on names and pronouns. So as they're trying to figure out what do I identify, what feels like me, who am I, we give them that space as well, because a lot of them don't necessarily are unable to do that at home or don't have a safe space where they can do that. Um, So we are that space where they'll come in and be like, all right, today my name is this. And we're like, all right, we're going to do that. How does it feel? Do you like it? And 
So we give them that space to be able to be like, ah, who, who am I? What am I? Where am I? When am I? <laughs> yeah. So I love our kids. They're the they're, best. They're incredible. <laughs> we've lucked out. And um, we've been going. That's my first program pretty much that I started here. So we've been going strong for over a year. Um, almost two years now. Almost two years now. Yeah. Wow. Two yeah. years in like June or July. It's in August. So August? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two years in August. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been great. Yeah. And so we get to March in Pride this year. That was a big thing was being able to get our group to march in pride and we got the AOK. so um, the library will be marching and the rainbow alliance will be there as well by the time this comes out it will have already happened so oh. hopefully you were at the pride parade yeah. to see it yeah yes. sorry hopefully yeah. you were there <laughs> um if you're interested in a qsa in the library system so not only does kearns have their their mm-hmm. weekly rainbow alliance um but also mill creek has a rainbow club that meets the fourth tuesday of every month mm-hmm. Uh, Granite has the Umbrella Alliance, which meets the second Wednesday of every month. And Whitmore has the True Colors Club, which meets the third Wednesday of every month. Look them up on our website. One of those is probably near you. (laughs) Um, We would love to see everybody just taking advantage of these groups. That makes my heart so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And if there isn't one by you, like, bother your library staff and let them know. Be Mm -hmm. like, hey, like, this is a program I really think should happen. And they'll definitely, like, take it into consideration. Mm -hmm. We love hearing program suggestions from people. Mm -hmm. Heck yes. When when I was at Magna as a teen librarian, um, I had one teen that was very adamant about having a GSA. And so I started one specifically for (laughs) her. And it lasted uh, about that school year. And then Uh, nobody came. (laughs) (laughs) Which made me sad. But she got it for that school year then yes. before she went for college. It's hard sometimes competing with like the high school. Like if there's like a high school near you or like a junior high, mm-hmm. like sometimes it's hard because they're like, do I go to the school one? Do I go to the library mm-hmm. one? So like that's understandable. Mm-hmm. For sure. You started yeah. one and that's what matters. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's okay. And I bet that was like the best year of her, mm-hmm. her life. There. No, it was great. We had a, a guy from Planned Parenthood that got in contact with me and we were able to do like some cool little classes with him. So Nice. It was good times. I need to hit you up for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what advice would you have for someone who wants to start a Rainbow Alliance, whether like it's at a library system far away or maybe in their community at their school? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wrote my answer down as do it and they will come. Um, <laughs> it's not always a guarantee. Um, I think you do kind of have to have that need and that demand. So knowing like if your kids are saying, hey, we'd like this. Um, keeping an eye out and an ear out for it. I know there are sometimes um, barriers that are in place. Um, so maybe you can't do it at the school, but reach out to your library and say, hey, um, we might have this barrier um, in our administration or whatever it is. Can you do this? And then they can work in tandem. Um, I think just making sure you're doing it. I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> There's some really great guides online. Um, GSA uh, is a national organization, so they are still the Case Rate Alliance, but they've got a lot of advice um, for educators and instructors who are wanting to start one. Um, you can register it and get all these support stuff through them if you want to do it that way. Um, but yeah, just just do it. Just do it. Queer <laughs> kids are everywhere. It's true. <laughs> yes. Before we switch topics, I did just want to say like how awesome the Rainbow Alliance is that you started. Like maybe I'm a little biased because I help with it. But it is, I think, like one of the coolest things that'll probably ever happen at Kearns, like knowing these kids, like their lives are just so impacted by these like two queer adults just like 
trying to live through the capitalistic scape that we are all in. Um, it's just the coolest thing. And sometimes when I think about it, I get all teary eyed because those kids are just special and it's just the coolest thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. They make my heart happy. They're, they're so they're, sweet. They're great kids. And they've yeah. stuck with us. That's mm-hmm. the cool part is um, even when they're like, we're too cool for school, they still show up periodically <laughs> mm-hmm. and are like, so what did we miss? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's amazing. You, you've you cultivated a safe space and you've made these connections with them that, you know, uh, growing up, a lot of us didn't have that, you know, mm-hmm. we didn't yeah. have an adult that we saw as, you know, a confidant, you know, yeah. someone that we could just be ourselves around. We always had to be, you know, that proper child. Yeah. Um, so I love that yeah. you have that. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like for me, like, I don't remember seeing any sort of like queer adults that weren't in the media. Mm-hmm. I was probably like 18. And yeah. so to know, like, for these kids, like, we're those people and they know, like, early that, like, queer people have always been here, like, they'll yeah. always be here. And it doesn't have to be a sad story. Yeah. I think that's yes. really important for the kids yeah. to see. Yeah. That's yeah. why Kearns is a little great because we have a very, very LGBT staff. Yes. If you walk yeah. in the librarian's office, it's real gay back there. <laughs> 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 and, but I know a lot of other branches the... are like that, too. So yeah. it's not just mm-hmm. us. Yeah. yeah. So it's safe spaces everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Even mm-hmm. with the staff, too. So. Yeah which is always amazing and helpful, you know? Because mm-hmm. as adults, we struggle too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of staff and librarians, um, we can't have podcasts without asking, so what are your some of your favorite LGBTQIA plus books and or authors? Works. Yeah, or Works. media or... <laughs> I was not prepared for this one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Okay, so I'm a sucker for gay hockey players, turns out. Uh, That's a weird niche, but that niche is fed. Um, (laughs) I love it. You're going to mention Check, Please. Yes, yes. Uh, I love Check, check Please. please. I actually ran a a book club for that during the pandemic when we were closed. It's amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, I I read the webcomic originally. I am waiting right now. So I backed the last Kickstarter to get the last, like, original formatted printing before it got picked up by a publishing company. And it's, I've got my tracking number, and I'm just waiting for it to come. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I I met her once. um, I cannot remember the author's name for the life of me right now, but I did meet her at ALA. And I literally, like, walked up to her table and I had my hands shoved in my armpits. <laughs> and she just like looked at me and I looked at her and she's like, can I help you? And I was like, I love you. <laughs> and just like awkwardly was like, I can't control myself right now. I don't know what to do. You're amazing. You're incredible. Thank you. Um, and she was just like, cool. Um, do you want me to sign something? Like, do you want to buy something? <laughs> and I was just like, I actually have to leave. And then I had to walk away and then come back. And she was like, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I promise I'm not weird. I just, hi. Um, So to jump back to what Check, Please is, is uh, it's this incredible, it started as an online webcomic, which I think you can still actually read online. Last I checked. Last I checked, you could, yeah. Yeah. um, And it is about a southern ice skater who uh, goes to college uh, and is like, oh, hey, uh, you don't have an ice skating team. You do have a hockey team. I'm going to join your hockey team. Um, and he is super sweet, super Southern, super gay. Um, loves baking. Loves baking. And it turns out he can't check for the life of him. Um, he's like 
completely shuts down. And checking in hockey is when you like body check someone, you like slam your body into theirs. And it's like a defensive kind of aggressive maneuver thing you do when you're like, I'm going to take that puck from you. Uh, and so it's about him like going through college and kind of learning to like grow into his own and be like a very proud hockey player who's also very gay and is like these can be together and separate but still awesome Um, and he may or may not have a major crush on the uh, captain of his hockey team who is like the hockey machine who was born and bred and raised to be hockey perfection royalty (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's super great I love it. It's like the cutest little love story and it um, just follows the kind of how they grow and, you know, become awesome people. Um, and they also have this really awesome Twitter thing. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Um, there's like a whole universe that the author created with Twitter where she made like fake Twitters, but I think they're real fake Twitters. Uh, and like, yeah, they're like the characters accounts and she like tweeted in what would have been real time for things happening in the series yeah. on oh, their wow. account. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, Yeah, so I highly suggest that. Um, The other gay hockey one is called Icebreakers. Again, I don't know my author off the top of my head. Um, But it's kind of an enemies to lovers trope with hockey. And who who knew I loved hockey until... uh, (laughs) Hockey's (laughs) great. (laughs) Gay hockey? Who knew that was a thing? Yes. Um, Here for it. I also really love, I'm a big graphic novel reader, so lots of graphic novels. Um, I really love the series called Magical Boy, um, where it's about a trans guy who is just kind of starting to come out on his trans journey, and he is, um, finds out he's from a long line of magical girl warriors. Um, and so it's about him trying to be like, well, nope, I'm a dude, um, not a magical girl, and we can rewrite this like expected system um, to work for me, uh, which is really awesome. And it's really great. Uh, highly suggest it. You know, it's like Sailor Moon, but throw it on its head and make it a little queer. <laughs> a little more queer than it was. <laughs> um, yeah, with yeah, Sailor Moon also, 10 out of 10. Highly suggest uh, later. Gets queer later, uh, yes. for those who didn't know. It does. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got right now. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Thank you. Again, my list just grew. Um, yes. <laughs> um, another one I want to throw out there. This is not sports related at all. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so Rainbow Row wrote this graphic novel called Pumpkin Heads. Yes. It is also incredibly mm-hmm. adorable mm-hmm. and features queer characters. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go read that. <laughs> yes. Awesome. yes. Yes. Oh, and on queer sports. One more. One more. I promise. One more <laughs> and I'm done. Um, cheer up. Love and pom poms. Oh. Yep. So cute. It's so cute. Um, it's a, about a lesbian who's kind of like, I hate high school. I hate people. Um, and her mom's like, you got to go join a team. Well, the principal's like, you got to go join a team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So she joins the cheerleading team. And like her ex-best friend is the captain of the cheerleading team. And she is trans. And so it's about her kind of coming into her own trans identity and like having support of her team. And then our lesbian character being like, hey, you're actually kind of really cute. Uh, but also like, I guess I could be a teammate. Like, what is being on a team? So it's kind of both <laughs> of them doing their own growing and being awesome and to not to support that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. If anyone else needs a really good, like, queer book recommendation, I love The Honeys by Ryan LaSala. 
think I've talked about it before, but it's like, think of like Heather's meets Dark Academia, but at a summer camp meets like Midsommar with bees. And there are like genderqueer main characters and there are twins and murder and a lot of blood and gore. And it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, The author writes a lot of like YA stuff. He's known for doing like some really spooky kind of things. He's got a new spooky book coming out this fall, but he's Mm -hmm. also one of my favorites. Very good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there any other media you wanted to throw out there? TV shows, movies? Mm. We're equal opportunity here. It doesn't just have to be books. Not off the top of my head. All right. (laughs) I can share some because I always have tons. Um, Go, Sarah. Go. go. If you're talking about movies, I really like But I'm a Cheerleader. It's a classic. So fun. I don't think we have a copy in the system, unfortunately, but it's streaming somewhere. Um, very, very cute. It's very campy, cult classic. Um, everything everywhere all at once does have big yes. um queer like sub story. Love that as well. Really, really good. Um, and if we wanted to talk like historical figures, because we do that in Rainbow Line, sometimes we'll like share these famous people. I really love Keith Haring. For those who don't know, he was a very famous artist in the 80s in New York, did a lot of really cool street art. He passed away from AIDS. Um, but he's phenomenal. He's really great. Drag queen wise, I love oh. Sasha Velour. Um, even if you're not into like drag race, you should watch her lip sync um, from her season to So Emotional by Whitney Houston. Phenomenal. Also, Sasha Colby, who just won this most recent season of Drag Race. She is a trans woman, which is a really big deal for being on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. She's known as your favorite drag queen's favorite drag queen, and she's also awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, Drag Race. Yeah. Drag Race for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or TV yep. shows. What We Do in the Shadows is also very fun and silly. Um, really good. And our flag wing staff. Ah, yes, gay pirates. Yes, if you love gay pirates or gay vampires, because that's what we do in the yep. shadows is gay vampires. <laughs> oh, man, I love We've got it you all. covered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, if you're looking for more stuff to read in case what we gave you wasn't enough, <laughs> if you go onto our website and go to Novelist, which is one of the databases we have in our research room, you can search for LGBTQIA plus books um, if you put in terms like coming out experiences or engendering gender or gender identity or sexual identity. It'll bring up whole lists of books that you can look at and choose from. And then we also have a teen LGBTQ plus book list that our lovely Sarah here helped mm-hmm. put together. Go check it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's full of amazing books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it's Pride Month, a lot of branches will probably have, like, displays Mm -hmm. for Pride Month. I know Kearns usually has a big one right front and center. um, But lots of other branches usually have something. And they also have, like, resources and stuff there, too. And I think there's lists for adults and children, too. Mm -hmm. Um, They're they're called, like, print-on-demand. So if you talk to your librarians, they can find them and print them for you. But I did make those for the system last year, yes. They're they're also on our website, so you actually don't even have to talk to a librarian. You can just go find it on our website. Even beautiful. But we're cool, so come talk to us. You can talk (laughs) to us, too. Yeah, it's it's cool. You could do both. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kat, for coming and talking to us. This was great fun. Yeah, thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah. Come visit (laughs) Kat at the Kearns Branch. Mm -hmm. They're here a lot. (laughs) All day, every day. If you want to listen to more of the podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, And if you want to tell us something or ask us a question, feel free to email us. Uh, Our email is shelvespodcast at slcolibrary.org. 
we would love to hear from you. We have gotten no listener feedback thus far. So. <laughs> well, at least not through Spruce. that. I've had, I've had people that. tell me in person <laughs> that they love our podcast. So thank but you all for loving us. <laughs> if you have strong opinions, feel free to send us an email. Yeah. Let us know if you have suggestions, too. We're always open for um, guests or themes or topics. So that'd be great. Yep. Next month, we're going to be talking about zines. Yay! Yeah. I love zines. <laughs> if you don't know what they are, tune in next month. We will tell you all you ever wanted to know and maybe yeah. then some. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will also be learning with you. I only know a little bit, so I'm excited. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Happy Pride Month. Bye. And now I'm doing outreach, and I'm in the jail library. Hey, my grandson was there overnight. (laughs) 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 He comes back, and I'll have to check him. (laughs)